If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. Uh, like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just one of the boys, Matt Beck. And today, Matt, we're talking about another remake. And, and we've had quite a few good ones this year when it comes to remakes and remasters. We've had, you know, you look at the Dead Space remake, Resident Evil 4, which is currently up for Game of the Year. Don't care, because I will not be watching the Game Awards, and I will make my agenda known right now that I don't give a shit about the Game Awards this year. I really don't. But we've we've seen two good remakes there. We've seen a couple good remasters in Metroid Prime Remastered. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe was really good as well. And now, Super Mario RPG remake, Matt. And I can't lie, I think Nintendo hit another pretty solid home run here with this remake. I think that it's, at face value, one of the best-looking games on the Switch. It's a very, very good-looking game, very beautiful-looking game. The art style is great. The color scheme's great. I, I love a lot that they did there. But the game itself is also a lot of fun. And I think, Matt, that we, me and you were both excited for this game. I know Kyle was as well, but he was unable to pick up the game and play it in time to do on the episode. Just, Matt, what when this game first got revealed, I know that a lot of people, I remember the reveal itself. I remember that they showed the original footage from the game, from the original version of the game. And a lot of people took that as, oh, so they're going to add it to whatever the online service is that RPG, that Super Mario RPG was on, whether it was N64, SNES, whatever. I can't really remember. I never played the original. A lot of people thought they were just adding it to that online catalog. Yeah. You could just play the original game. And then the graphics swapped to the modern day graphics and we realized it was a full-blown remake. How excited yep. were you for this game, Matt? Man, um, so the day before, I, I remember that the big leaker, because we got the direct the next day, was talking about that there was going to be an announcement for a Super Nintendo game, and it was going to be a complete remake. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation going on. To me, originally, I thought it was going to be something like Yoshi's Island or something. Mario RPG was one of the last things I expected to see get a remake, and when that trailer showed up, I dude, I dropped my phone. I'm pretty sure I was driving at the time. I'm pretty sure I wrecked my van into something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I was actually at home watching it. Um, but watching that trailer and then how it just switched over to the modern day graphics, it was just so surreal because this is something that Nintendo does not like to do. They don't like to remake games. But the fact is... This game has been in this complication because a lot of the characters are actually owned by Square Enix because this was made by Squaresoft back with the Nintendo during those the Super Nintendo days. And it's just been like, nobody really knows who owns who. Obviously, Nintendo owns the Mario characters, but it's kind of like, you know, you know why you know, these characters are never used. Like, Gino's absolutely one of the most popular characters. He's the little puppet that you see. And, um... Like, I kid you not, he's one of the most highly requested Super Smash Brothers uh, fighters to be included. Like, he, he pops up in the lists all the time. But, you know, 
they never did anything with him in Smash outside of give him a skin for the Mii Fighter, which was, you know, the best they could do, I guess, because, like... And then, after this game, the remake came out, uh, we, we finally figured it out. Square Enix technically owns majority of the characters that are not anything related to the Mushroom Kingdom. So, that explains a lot. And, um, but yeah, I, I really wanted to, was so excited to see this because the Mario RPG series has been kind of iffy lately because Paper Mario has slowly started steering away from the more RPG mechanics and the more unique enemy types because nowadays in Mario, in uh, the Paper Mario games, the enemies are just basic Goombas, basic Koopas, nothing special about them, no names, no characteristics that makes them stick out in an RPG like it should. So... This is this is the original RPG. This is what got this is you know before Paper Mario. So I was so happy to freaking see this game, and that Nintendo is finally giving it new life for new people who have never got to experience before. Yeah, I, and I feel a lot of the same because that I fall into the that, that category that you just mentioned of people that had never played Super Mario RPG. That I never really had a way to play it growing up. I never had a Super Nintendo, so that was never really option to play it was never available to me and obviously i wasn't i'm not gonna pay the uh the uh incredibly overpriced uh current market prices for uh retro consoles and retro games right now that's certainly not happening so when they announced they were going to remake it i was really excited to finally finally experience this game and i will say i think for about 85 to 90 percent of this game i'm very very pleased and i see why it is highly regarded i think that it's it's really really simple and easy to pick up turn-based combat that's that's cool i think that the fact that you can also avoid conflict is really good i feel like a lot of rpgs that relied on turn-based combat from this era of gaming a lot of them rely on random encounters and there are still turn-based rpgs nowadays that rely on random encounters that you can't really avoid it just kind of happens whether you like it or not and i like that i think that Everything on a performance standpoint is a major positive. I think that they've done... It's very clear that this game, there was a lot of effort put into rebuilding this game from the ground up. Those are a lot of... Those are words you've heard me say a lot over the last two years when we've covered the amount of remakes that we've covered. But it's nice to see Nintendo and and, and Square put the, the effort that they did into this remake and into making it run good. There's not really been many performance issues as far as I can tell for all the talk of the Switch's age. I think this is one of the better looking games this year when you factor in what system it's on. I was really pleased with it as a whole. Uh, the story is, it, and this is, I'll go ahead and dive into a little bit of light critique here. For everything that I do love about this game, Matt, the age of this game does show a little bit when you get to kind of the in-depth part yeah. of the combat and the yeah. story itself. It's a yeah. very, this is very old school in terms of the combat. While it's very easy to pick up and very easy to learn, it also, I could see it burning out people very, very quickly because there's not a lot of variety, especially in the earlier hours. The earlier hours do turn into a little bit of a slog to kind of, get to the point where you're okay now you're adding a few new party members and, and that kind of changes up the 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 flow of the gameplay especially when you get to where you've added more than just two maybe you have more than uh, three party members in total and you have to start making choices of okay who do you want to use in your active party who do you want to use uh in your battle and battles like that i feel like the combat kind of starts to find it's it's putting a little bit but it takes a while to get there 
And I think that that is something that the game, you know, I think that that's a critique of the original game, likely in in all honesty as well. But I do think the game does show its age there and in the story a little bit, Matt. Yeah, it definitely does. You you, you can tell that this it definitely came out around the Super Nintendo days. It's it's pretty much just the same, you know, song and dance with the RPGs, especially the way Square Enix likes to make them as far as their story goes. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, you know, has starting off with Mario saving Peach from Bowser, you know, like always, but you know, a big twist ends up happening and there's an enemy team, uh, the Smithy gang. And one of my favorite, like, um, images is just seeing Bowser's castle and then the giant sword in it. I love seeing that at the startup menu. Yes. Uh, it is such a great, it is such a great scenery. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does kind of just take a long time just to get there. Cause you know, Obviously, in the beginning of the game, you know, you're kind of going to ease through these enemies because these enemies maybe do, you know, one, one pint of damage. I said pint of damage. Uh, one, one damage point. And um, Mario's doing, like, big damage, so and they die in, like, one hit. So it, it's very, you know, by the books as you're getting there. And then you get to your technically your first boss fight with Bowser, which I thought, you know, you can keep hitting him. But one thing that I liked about it is you're not going to make any progress until you attack the chandelier that Peach is on, but you're not thinking about that, right? You're not thinking about attacking the chandelier. You're thinking about attacking Bowser. So, you know, the, the big twist happens. Mario gets separated from Peach, and Bowser goes somewhere. Like, he, he's, he's gone at this point. When his castle's taken over, Mario can't get back to save Peach, so we end up going to the Mushroom Kingdom, and, you know, eventually Mario ends up meeting a character called Mallow, and this is your first uh, partner, Mal is like this little cloud character who is raised by frogs. I absolutely love the name of his, his father, uh, who raised him. His name was Frog Fuchsius. I love that <laughs> thing. I love that they kept a lot of the old names from these. Um, but one thing I'll talk about when it comes to the combat is it is it is very simple. You have spells. Bowser can do stuff like scare people. Mario has his fireballs and his iconic jump that everybody keeps asking him to do. So you have to hit B in cutscenes if you can even call it that. Um, you know, you get Mallow. Mallow has more elemental attacks. He has thunder. He eventually learns attacks for, like, you know, snow damage, things like that. Um, I like the fact that he does have an ability, but that ability takes a turn, and it doesn't do any damage, but it's when you can identify an enemy, find out its weaknesses and its uh, and how much health it has uh, left. And because, um, you know, if you do that, you end up piling it up in your... Uh, little uh, encyclopedia because you have enemies there and it keeps track of all that so i think that's cool um i do like the fact that when you swap a character out it does not use up your turn you would expect that to happen basically swap out the character and then you can't attack so i actually really like the fact that you can swap characters and not waste any of your time doing so um and i like the variety because at the end the your total partner count is other than mario is, is a total of five, which is Mario, Mallow, Gino, Peach, and Bowser. Uh, Peach and Mallow are really good for healing. Bowser is very good at high damage. Gino is as well in magical attacks. And then, obviously, Mario is really good for the physical attacks. Um, one thing I will say, Rusty, and I, I still struggle with this, is the timing of hitting A to defend, or two yeah. when you attack to get the bonus damage. Because I do like the I do like the spread damage that they did add when you do successfully do it. It's a good feeling to have when you uh, when you pull it off. But it's a little frustrating because sometimes you get a cue, little exclamation point will will pop up above the end of the character's head. If you hit A, that time you'll do the extra damage. 
Um, getting the timing of when the enemy is going to hit you to defend, because if you defend, you actually will sometimes take zero damage or very little damage compared to what it could do to you. Um, but the timing on that, because sometimes the enemies will delay an attack on purpose to trick you, but over time you'll eventually get it. I still struggle, but I've kind of gotten the majority of the beginning enemies down. So, but... Yep, and another thing, the, the variety of enemies is amazing here. It's not just Koopas, Goombas, and things like that. I mean, we got uh, we got Wigglers, we got Bombs, we got Shy Guys. Love seeing those guys back. Like, there's so much variety here. I'm not gonna lie, Wiggler was beating my ass when I first ran into him. <laughs> Wiggler was beating my ass, dude. Like, that was what he... he he damn near one-shot my entire party, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, that woke me up real quick when I was when I was playing a couple days ago and I ran into him. I was like, holy shit. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like the enemy variety as well. And I think that I want to go back to your point of um, – your point of it, it, the block timing is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that some of that has to do with some of the enemies, the delay in their attacks. Like, I think I think that it, the basic, my basic understanding of it was, and buckle in, everyone, Rusty's about to talk about Souls games a little bit. But my belief was that it was kind of like Liza P, where like the whole point is you want to time it just before the attack lands. And I feel like I've done that quite consistently, but I've not gotten the block consistently, and that's a little frustrating in the combat, especially when that can be the difference in you winning or losing a fight that's a little frustrating you feel like that the, there should be a little bit more of an opening there or that it should be a little bit that the timing should make a little bit more sense but i digress it's not that big of a game breaker it is a little bit of a frustration i will say in getting the attack bonuses figuring out the timing on those i feel like the player is very rewarded and i feel like you're rewarded with bigger damage to your primary target and splash damage that you mentioned to the enemies around especially because yes. again in a fight where several of the boss fights, especially the ones early on, several of them, I think most of the boss fights are actually like this, where you'll have the main boss, and that's your main target, but they'll also summon a bunch of smaller enemies. So for one, when yeah. you're in Moleville, for example, and you're in the tunnels, uh, the boss that you fight there will summon a bunch of bombs. And they'll yes. start off, they'll be smaller, and then they'll be normal size, and they'll be a little bit bigger, and then there's one gigantic one that you get to at the yes. beginning. Yeah, and yeah. that's terrifying. But I think that the fact that that splash damage can really help you weed through those smaller enemies in a fight and can get through them a lot quicker to where, okay, you're not having to worry about using mushrooms to heal. You're not really having to worry about keeping your party alive. If you're able to get that bonus off pretty consistently, that can really turn the tide of a fight for you. And I think that that's a really good thing. And you feel rewarded again for figuring that timing out. I will never forget the click moment I had where I finally mastered Mario's timing. Because I go. kept wanting to press it early. I kept yeah. wanting to do that, but when I started waiting and I realized that it was right as he was getting ready to lower his swing was when you needed mm-hmm. to press it, That was it was that click moment where I was like, okay, I feel rewarded for finally figuring this out, and I've not missed it at all since then. So yeah, yeah. I like that. And I think that in terms of the combat, that helps. I think the spells are really, really cool. In fact, I love Geno's. I love his his initial magic ability that he has, where it's you have to hold down the A button and you have four, yes. uh, five stars pop up, and you have to you're trying to time it to where you get all five stars to do maximum damage. But if you hold it for too long or you pull it off a little bit too early, 
you'll you'll do a lot less damage because of that. So again, you've, yeah. you're rewarded for actually using that move properly. I like that. Um, I feel like Mallow is one of the funniest characters Nintendo has ever yes. made. Like Mallow, the yes. fact that he believes he is a frog. And you even, I feel like there's a comment that you make early on, or someone makes it early on, where you're like, they, they he thinks he's a frog, or that he's a tadpole, but yes. he looks nothing like one. And right. it's, it's really, and it's, there's this, there's this whole reveal with his grandfather who's like, by the way, it's time for you to know the truth. I actually found you yeah. floating in a basket down the river when you were a baby. <laughs> And it's just, it's hysterical, man. Like, I, I'd always seen people say that Super Mario RPG was a really funny game. And I'm very, very pleased that it's met my expectations in that department. Yeah. That it is a very funny game. That whole story thread, Matt, is just hysterical. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, there's, there's, there's quite a few. I think the villains themselves are probably, like, the most hilarious. Especially if you use Malo's thought uh thought peak you can they actually have like a little caption and sometimes it is just really funny and it helps out with a lot of these bosses because the caption that it says sometimes i'm not going to give too much away but there are some enemies that can like clone themselves um but the, there's just a lot of funny going on another thing that i really liked is, as far as the story goes is, is bowser's story you know basically his his minions are going down by the numbers more and more, and then I want you know he, he just ends up by himself technically, and that's why he you know he ends up teaming up with Mario, which is the very first time we ever saw Mario and Bowser team up. So that was a really cool thing that that happened back then, um, and then Peach joining not too long after, and just the the writing is is on point. I absolutely miss this. Like I used to just love just even the dumbest little things like the toads are are hilarious in this game. The villains are hilarious in this game. Um, on top of that, like, we're talking about the combat of the characters, but I also want the, the freaking graphics in this game are just gorgeous, especially the forest maze, and the fact that they had the original composer from Square Enix do it all over again, and the remixes for these uh, these old tracks is just stunning. It is mind-blowing, especially Forest's maze, and the combat is even got really catchy tunes. Um... God, I just, I just love this game so much. The variety is amazing. You spend, you know, it is worth the price. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It is just like one of those. It, it is a gem, and it will forever remain one. And I really cannot wait for Thousand Year Door next year now because just it, Mario RPGs before uh, Super Paper Mario were just some of the top notch games and you know we would only ever get a mario rpg once per system and there's a reason for that these games are special and they have a special place in my heart <laughs> absolutely and i i, I want to you know double i want i want to double down on what you just said really and it's there's a lot of people that when it comes to the topic of a remake they they, they feel kind of awkward paying full price and again this is a great this year and last year as well with last was part one i feel like is a great example of remakes when they're done properly are worth the price of admission. And I think what makes it even better, Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't believe that Super Mario RPG was a full 60. I think that it was just 50. Yeah. It was 50. Yeah, 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 it was 50. And that, to me, I mean, to have $10 off the price, I mean, again, I would pay 60 for this. I think that it's a high-quality yeah. game. I think that you should... I think that you should absolutely, you know, 
you should absolutely invest. If you've never played this game, this is the definitive way to play it. It's the same way I would say about Resident Evil 4, Dead Space that came out earlier this year. Yeah. Last was part one last year. Like these are the definitive ways to play these. It's the best way to play these games. When remakes are done properly like this, yeah. they're absolutely worth that price. And I feel like this is a great way to experience an old classic that a lot of people love. It's considered one of the best games of that era. It's one of the best Mario games of all time. And I think that the fact that it is so different from typical Mario, like, think about it this way, Matt. We got two Mario games this year. We I did. believe only two. And they are nothing alike. No, they are not. And both of them, and I think what I like, Matt, most of all, is that when you look at Wonder, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, you look at Super Mario Bros. Wonder that's up for game yes. of the year. You look at Super Mario RPG that's reviewed very well and is a really damn good remake. Both of these games are such drastic departures from that normal Mario yeah. formula. Wonder, obviously, is still a platformer at its heart, but Wonder was what, was what happens when Nintendo goes all in on wacky and fun. I exactly. love that Nintendo... They, the, the two Mario games that came out this year were two games that were vastly different from every other Mario game. Yep, and I think that that is why, you know, Mario is so popular because he's not just confined to one genre. He is in racing. He's in sports. He's in freaking Dance Dance Revolution. He's in the movies. Like, there's just no... There's no limit to Mario, especially in the 3D games, because Jesus Christ, Mario Odyssey is just pure perfection. Pure platforming perfection. Like, Jesus, I'm going to go back and play that eventually. I can't. I really hope we get another one. I love 3D Mario games. Um, and then, like, they're just so vastly different. It's the same thing with the, the 3D games. Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, Mario 3D World, Odyssey, they're all different. But they're all using the same character, and they're all using the same basic concept of, you know, jumping and collecting coins. Well, and, you also can't forget real-time strategy with the Rabbids games as well. You can't and those as well. And exactly. So I really do like that Nintendo, and you can factor in racing with Mario Kart. You could factor, you know, I know that, you know, and this is going to reference a YouTuber that we all know and then some <laughs> it's 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 one of the reasons why there is such a demand right now for a new mario baseball game it's yeah. one of the reasons why people want to have another mario baseball game because superstar baseball was great on the was was great and and so superstar sluggers was great as well so it's one of those where you 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 see just the variety and the and the 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 true scope of just all these Mario games. None of that factors in the paper Mario games as well. You mentioned thousand year door. I'm excited that I get to finally experience that. And I feel like that will be the definitive way yes. to experience that game as well. So I, I will say for all the good there that we see there, I hope that Nintendo takes that and applies that to their other first party titles. They take that love, they take that, that care yeah. and apply it to the legend of Zelda games, apply it to, Pokemon, especially Pokemon. It <laughs> with how how the last couple of years have been for Pokemon, they absolutely need it there. Uh, with, with they they did the same thing with Kirby with the Forgotten Lands. That was a really damn good game, and I think that I speak for all of us when I say that. I think we're probably it's probably high time for the next Donkey Kong game as well. I mean, we can't keep yes. re-releasing Tropical Freeze. It would be nice to get a new <laughs> F Zero game or a Star Fox game. So it's. Yes. There's, there's several, there are several major, major franchises I would love to, for them to give this same love. I know that Mario was first. I get that. Mario was the mascot first. I get that. But take that love and apply it everywhere else because it's clear here that when Mario is given the the, the love that it deserves, you get games like this versus getting a game like, like 
fucking Strikers Battle League last year, which was a huge disappointment. Uh, so, yeah. Super Mario RPG, Matt, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to say before we before we take this episode to the end? Um, really, I just want to add um, that the I, I really like the item management and the equipment because that really can change how everything goes in battle because Mario can go from using his fist, from using a shell, Bowser can go from using just his claws, uh, he goes from swigging a chain chomp, like there's just so much variety here and honestly, I'll even, I like, I'll, I'll even add this, um, I like the new thing that has where you, depending on how full your meter is in battle, you get these new things that will either say another one, which basically means you'll get to go attack again, or, um, you know, your attack can go up, your defense goes up, or something that says lucky, which basically means that you'll probably do more damage on the next hit. Those kind of things just is makes the combat interesting to me. And I, gosh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm hoping that we end up getting an RPG remake not remake a uh, sequel. Oh, I would love to get an RPG sequel. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. There is there is always that that thought that pops into my head, especially when it's one offs like this. Like I know Last of Us Part One is a weird one, and Dead Space remake, and Resident Evil Four. Like those, obviously, there were games in those series that came after those games. But when it comes to remakes like this, where it is one off games, that is always kind of in the back of my head. Of is there a reason they're remaking this or is it just to cash in? And I'd like to be optimistic and think that maybe there's plans for a sequel. I'd like yeah. to be optimistic and think that. Um, I don't know. Obviously, we have no insider information. We're out, after all, we're just a small-time podcast. But I, I, after playing this, and I'm not done with it yet, I plan on playing it a lot more because I'm really enjoying it. I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. I, I really do hope that we do. I get. I hope we get another game. I hope we get a new entry into the series. It might not be f- till a few years from now, but hey, GTA Six finally got fucking announced, so anything is possible. That's what this week has taught me. So that is a good spot to go ahead and call this an episode. So that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For Matt. For Kyle in the producer's chair, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.